0: Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. One of the things we've been talking about concerning the last days, I've spoken about this, you know, Satan does not determine the end of the age. It's not in his control. It is not in his power. The end of the age, the time, the date, the exact time that is set, is set in the heart of the father. And when the time comes, he will send his son, the bridegroom, to bring the bride home. And... Concerning the signs of the end of the age in Matthew 24 verse 14, we have a clear indication of what will take place and what determines the end of the age. And when I say the age, because it is a time period, it is not end of the world. Amen. It is the end of an age. It is the end of a time period, the age of grace, the church age. It's been going on for almost 2,000 years. We're almost there. And if it's truly two days, then we're just running out of time. We're just within a decade from what it appears to be. But again, I'm not giving you a date. No one can do that, but we can certainly look at the signs. But the sign that Jesus mentioned, according to Matthew 24, 14, is he said, And this gospel of the kingdom... Will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come this gospel of the kingdom it is the church's job to preach the gospel of the kingdom that is our mission that is our great commission it's a cooperative mission because it is ultimately Jesus's mission son of man came to seek and save the lost But he said, I must leave you. When I do leave you, I will not leave you as orphans. I'll give you, send you another comforter. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power to be witnesses. So the church has been empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. And you can see clearly that Jesus is saying here that the end of the age is determined when the church accomplishes the mission. When we accomplish the mission, there's no more um, need for the church to be here. That's very simple. And then after that, we enter into the time of a tribulation that the world has never seen before. But the bridegroom will be taken away. Now, to understand in the remaining years, days, and years ahead, in the last days, our focus, our mission must be understanding the task at hand. That is preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And I'm going to explain to you what the gospel of the kingdom is. Because there are other gospels out there. And we need to understand what Jesus was referring to when he said the gospel of the kingdom. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness. And the only way to be a witness is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. As Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power to be witnesses unto me so and and the apostle paul said that the gospel is the power of god unto salvation for everyone who believes so there is a power in the gospel a gospel with no power is like a horse with no legs a gospel with no power is like a car with no gas Because the gospel is a gospel of power. And the gospel of the kingdom that Jesus is referring to is not the social gospel that we are finding now in the modern day church where it's become about good works. Going to Mexico to paint houses but not winning the lost. Coming to a nation like mine, Turkey, to hand out blankets and food. To millions of refugees but never preach the gospel and it's wonderful at this time that many churches are involved in helping their community and passing out supplies and things like that logistically that's fine but if we're not preaching the gospel with power we are not fully accomplishing the mission I'll never forget when my wife and I were in Bible school we led outreach uh, in a part of Tampa called Ybor City, which is like where all the olden nightlife is. So we would actually get there about 10, 10.30 on Friday night and have the team and, and get pray and get ready and start preaching the gospel from about 11 p.m. sometimes till 2, 3 in the morning, literally while people are puking on our shoes because they were so wasted and just, I mean, it's crazy stuff. Demons coming out of people on the streets, people trying to run us over with their motorcycles. I mean, it, it, it's like, you know, it's pretty exciting stuff, you know. People manifesting devils, screaming, cussing—you know—but then people getting saved saved and set free. I'll never forget. There was a soup kitchen there. It was a Christian soup kitchen. Okay, so they would open up about midnight, you know, so all the homeless people would come and and others, I guess, you know, to line up to get the, the soup. And you know, when you got a line of people, it's like, you know, for a sovereign, it's like, praise God! Look at that. I mean, they, they're not going anywhere. They're not gonna—they're not, they're not gonna leave their space, you know, in the line. You got like 100 people lined up. So we just go and we start, you know, doing the gospel soul winning script with them and just leading them. You know, I'd say to guys, okay, you know, space, you know, take every other 10th person. And then so you got this 10 and you got that 10 and preach the gospel. So we, we start getting people saved and preaching the gospel. And then they would come out of the soup kitchen manifesting, screaming at us, stop doing that. This is a Christian soup kitchen stop bothering the people what are you talking about stop bothering the people you're offending them offending them you know and and that's the social gospel when you're doing good works but not literally not, not demonstrating the power of the gospel the gospel is not only to be preached but it, it is also to be demonstrated it's very clear the the kind of gospel jesus is talking about the gospel of the kingdom is a gospel of power. Amen. It's a gospel of power. But we have this other, for the lack of a better word, substitute gospel that has come in a social gospel, having a form of godliness, denying the power of it, based on good works, based on a religious system. But that religious system breaks down when there's no power to advance it when it comes under attack. Because Jesus said, When this gospel, of the, since the days of John the Baptist, this gospel of the kingdom is being preached. And wherever this gospel of the kingdom is preached, there's opposition against it. It suffers violence. There's opposition against it. Amen. But the violent take it by force. So when the opposition comes you better have power because that opposition is going to be demonic opposition and without the power of the holy ghost you will not be able to overcome the demonic opposition when you reduce everything to a form of natural social gospel without a power the church and the kingdom of god cannot be advanced because the only way to advance the kingdom of god is through power because we are dealing with principalities and powers and demonic forces Our battle is not against flesh and blood and we are not in peacetime we have actually never been in peacetime we are in wartime so you can't run church like a picnic you have to run it like a boot camp in a sense where people are raised up to be Holy Ghost fire-filled powerful people that can advance the gospel and advance the kingdom and win souls and cast out devils and lay hands on the sick and work miracles hallelujah in matthew chapter 4 we find out what this gospel of the kingdom is from the very words of jesus verse 23 and jesus went about all galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom Notice it doesn't just say preaching the gospel. It's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went out throughout all Syria. And that is not even, that's beyond Israel. You see that, that's beyond Judea. And they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demon possessed, epileptics and paralytics. And he healed them all. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. This gospel of the kingdom, we can see. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom and demonstrating the power of the kingdom. Power over sickness, disease, power over demons, power over every form of bondage. That is the gospel of the kingdom. And working many signs and wonders among the people. The gospel of the kingdom. Kingdom. Basileia, The kingdom of God. The rulership. The kingship. The dominion of God. Authority and power of the kingdom. We talked about believers authority last Sunday. We have been given the keys of the kingdom. Which is the authority of the kingdom. To bind and to loose. But authority has to be combined with power. We have received and we have access to the power of the Holy Spirit. And we as believers have been authorized by the believer's authority to use the name of Jesus. As he said in Mark 16. Hallelujah. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. In my name they will speak with new tongues. That's the sign of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. In my name, they will take up serpents. In my name, if they drink anything poisonous or deadly, it will not harm them. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And they went out preaching the gospel of the kingdom everywhere. And the Lord was working with them, confirming the word with signs following. We need to expect signs following. Church can't be just a place where we just give a speech. There has to be a demonstration of the power. There has to be a demonstration of the gospel of the kingdom. And it is very obvious preaching of the gospel of the kingdom also will manifest in power where people are healed delivered set free there are signs wonders and miracles without that you have a gospel with no power you have a gas pill a placebo effect people go to church for an hour sunday morning they feel good about themselves because they clocked in they clocked out they feel like they've done god a favor fill the seat and then they just go on doing whatever else they're doing the rest of the week. And there's really no change in their lives. There's no fruit in their lives. And they're leaving the gospel in the hands of just a few people. No, the entire body has to be mobilized because this is the believer's authority. And this is the power that comes upon every believer. Being endued with power from on high. Amen. That's not just a fivefold ministry of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. That is every believer. Any believers in the house today? So the gospel of the kingdom comes with power and authority. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to share a little bit more and then we're going to pray. And I'm going to pray for people. If you need a breakthrough, if you need a miracle today. And I don't pray long prayers because... I don't know everything, and I don't need to know everything. And sometimes what people share with you is not even the real problem. Or they think that's the problem. No, it's the fruit of the problem. The root is something else. But I just release the anointing on people and let the Holy Ghost do the work. Put, amen. Get him under the spout where the glory comes out. Amen. the fire of god, let the fire of god burn that stuff out of him. And Jesus said, "The axe is at the root, and it's going to be cut off and burnt." So let the Holy Ghost, cut the stuff off at the root so you have real lasting change. We're not just picking bad fruit out of your life, but we're going to the root of the problem and bringing deliverance and healing. Amen to the captives and people being set free. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. And he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom Into the kingdom of the son of his love. And with the kingdom comes kingdom power and kingdom authority. Hallelujah. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and are on earth. Visible and invisible. So the true gospel of the kingdom will not only affect the visible, it will affect the invisible. Amen. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Hallelujah. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. So we are the church, we are the body, and we are a part of his kingdom, and we are to carry this kingdom power and kingdom authority to accomplish the kingdom mission. And so when we truly look at the gospel, this gospel is a governmental, economic, and a gospel that when I say social gospel, that means it's, it's going to affect governments, economies, and society to heal all the social and political ills and diseases of nations. Revival is not just when churches are filled. Revival is when we go out and take dominion over these forces, economic, social, political order, and take the kingdom of God to the world and subdue the world forces and powers and its resources for the use of the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. There shall be a supernatural wealth transfer into the hands of God's people to accomplish the mission in these final days. It, that things will be accelerated. Let me tell you, the enemy is truly accelerating His plan and purpose. But do you think God's going to be outdone by a fallen angel? Absolutely not. There shall be a supernatural acceleration of the work of God. That means God is going to pack the greatest amount of work into the shortest amount of time. These are truly the days of the greater works. What Jesus talked about. Greater works than these you shall do also. Because I go to my Father and I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. We are his ambassadors. We are to use the resources that will be put at our disposal natural and supernatural resources it takes both to advance the gospel it takes both to advance the kingdom of god the natural provision and the supernatural provision and then the supernatural equipment which is the anointing which is the supernatural equipment to get the job done hallelujah a power tool without power is useless amen take a jackhammer that is not connected to the power source and see if you can use it to break any kind of concrete amen it's not going to work but the moment you connect it to power it starts working boom 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 that thing begins to break through that concrete that thing just begins to break through hard things and and see and we need to break through without power we cannot break through because we are dealing with an opposition The enemy wants to shut the voice of the church. The enemy wants to shut down the church to where the church cannot have corporate gatherings, corporate worship, corporate prayer, and a corporate voice. Because he knows that corporate anointing is stronger than the individual anointing. So yes, wonderful. You could be at home as a Christian and have the anointing. But you don't ever forget the corporate power of the church. The corporate anointing. The anointing and the power that is released through unity. Hallelujah. One will chase 1,000, two will chase 10,000. We will not be quiet. We will not be silent. We will preach the gospel. Amen. And you're going to have to get within six feet of people to lay hands on them. Absolutely. You understand me? Because you can't do it. Hallelujah. I'm not going to carry a 10-foot pole with a plastic hand on it. The hand of blessing. I'm going to lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. I'm going to cast out devils. And we all need to do that. As you guys were doing in the, in the outreach, in the parking lot. People getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues in a parking lot. Yes. Hallelujah. The thing is you can't be building your own kingdom. You have to be building the kingdom of God. When you're building the kingdom of God, God will back you up. The kingdom will back you up hallelujah and one of the things you see is what offended the pharisees the religious people of the time was the fact that jesus ministered in every kind of venue you know he went into the synagogue they didn't like that either but then i mean he went into homes of sinners they definitely hated that he was on the street you know he was eating with unwashed hands and then laying those unwashed hands on the sick and they were being healed I mean, you know, it just completely offended the religious. They could not understand it. And he basically built a platform on a lakeshore, preached from a boat, preached on a mountain, preached in a house where the roof was being torn open and a guy was being lowered in front of him. I mean, you want to talk about revival? Crazy things were happening and they could not understand it. But when the gospel of the kingdom was preached and and the power of the kingdom was demonstrated, I mean, it's... You know, you got a herd of swine running down a hill into a lake to drown. I mean, it's pretty wild stuff. Amen. Even he made a whip to whip the bankers. I mean, come on. So this is a a very unique Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. Really? Hallelujah. So he built a platform wherever he was. He was not looking for an invitation in the sense from the religious crowd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if anybody asks you, you know, by what right do you have to be here in this parking lot? You know, or what, who gave you the, who gave you the uh, permission to preach the gospel out here? You can just tell them, it came straight from heaven, from the throne. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And so the gospel of the kingdom is what must be preached. And it's a gospel of power it's a gospel that must be demonstrated and it demonstrates the power of the kingdom king of kings and lord of lords jesus christ who said all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto him and by that same authority he sends us so when we're actually out there we are representing him and we're carrying all authority in heaven and earth hallelujah And you must understand that this is delegated authority, and it's going to require total submission to the will of God, to the Word of God, to walk in that kind of authority. But when you are totally submitted to to the plan and purpose of God, totally submitted to the Holy Ghost, totally submitted to the Word, and totally submitted to those that carry the authority of leading, then you're going to be able to walk in great power. Hallelujah. And God's going to use you to demonstrate power wherever you are. And it is time to see a mobilization of every member of the body of Christ from young, youngest to the oldest. Hallelujah. And, I'm, I'm, and we've seen five, six-year-olds leading people to the Lord on the streets. Hallelujah. We've seen, we've seen young children because when they get baptized in the Holy Ghost, they don't get a junior Holy Ghost. They get the same Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They don't get it. They, they don't, you know. They don't get the holy ghost as a as a as a kid they get the full-blown ancient of days working through them so hallelujah so the gospel of the kingdom everyone say gospel of the kingdom it's a gospel of power guys it's a gospel of power and it is a the power will only work when it's demonstrated and we will not be ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god on the salvation for everyone who believes And the enemy wants the church to be ashamed of the gospel the enemy wants the church to to back down from it you know i mean look at all this nonsense churches can't sing are you kidding me you can't sing you can only do a message and see we are not going to allow the world to dictate to us how we do ministry come on people i'm sorry we're going to sing Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. As long as there is breath in me, I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. I'm going to shout it on the street corners. Hallelujah. I'm going to sing praises to my God. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And we're not going to be dictated to by the world how we can and cannot do ministry. Amen. Amen. We have healing and miracle services here have you noticed nobody has come to arrest me you know why because a missionary came to the united states back in the late 1800s 1898 or so 95 98 called john alexander dowie he was a scottish man born in scotland but grew up in australia the lord sent him here said take my healing power to the united states of america he was arrested over a hundred times For practicing medicine without a license because people would come to his meetings he'd lay hands on them and they would get healed so they started to persecute him they said he can't be healing people he's not a doctor they arrested him a hundred times he paved the way he pioneered that for us amen and then that broke open the healing revival of the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s here in America. The, with the great healing evangelists tra- traveling the nation with tents, packing out tents, 10, 15, 20,000 people a night. People are being brought by ambulances on stretchers. And literally, you can see that some of the greats like Oral Roberts pulling people out of wheelchairs and A.A. Allen ripping tumors pe- off of people's faces. And the gospel was put on primetime television. Now, what's on prime time television? The biggest filth you can ever find. So, what has happened? Why is the church going to be ashamed of the power of God? Why is the church going to back down from the, the message of healing, message of miracles? Huh? Why? Because it's what? Unpopular? Why? It's offensive? Why? People don't like a herd of swine running down into a hill to drown? Nobody likes that. Who would like to vit- witness that? That's going to be a pretty awful thing to watch. But what are you watching? Are you watching that, or are you watching the man who was cutting himself, naked and in chains, sitting there in his right mind? What are you going to see? What are you going to see? You're going to see the oink, oink, oink of the swine, and hear that and go, "Ooh, what is that?" Or are you going to see the man who was desperate and hopeless, sitting there in his right mind? All the it- All that was for one man. All that was for one man. A thousand swine drowned. Jesus couldn't care less. One man sitting there in his right mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's the power of the gospel. That's the gospel of the kingdom that we preach. And we demonstrate. You carry this gospel. You demonstrate the gospel everywhere you go. Come out with us on the streets. Let's win souls. Let's have so many people coming that we have to go at a third day, a fourth day, and mobilize more teams to win souls. Because right now, we are seeing an an increase. We used to go out, you know, and, and maybe see 10, 8, 9, 10 people pray with us. Now we're seeing every time, every week, almost 50 to 100 people are praying. And since the beginning of the year now, I think we're over 700 people that have been prayed with on the streets i mean and these because people are desperate this is now the time to preach the gospel there's no better time there's no better time to preach the gospel amen hallelujah thank you for tuning into my podcast i hope that you have been blessed i would like for you to consider two things number one subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts number two support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.